Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay. Hi, my name's Misty. I'm 41 years old. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Um, this is my introductory to the podcast. I had I had a segment that I recently recorded and kind of did an introductory in that one, but I kind of flubbed it, so I just deleted and started over because I'm very new to podcasting and I'm very new to this, so just bear with me. I will do the best I can. I grew up in a small town. Um, I don't really know the population at this point, but I just know it was a very small town and it was me and my brothers and my mom and you know my father got killed whenever I was like four months old so I basically grew up without my dad and it was it was hard on me I think it I can't speak for my brother uh, my eldest brother and all that because me and my eldest brother have the same father my youngest brother has a different dad but mine and my eldest brother's experiences I'm pretty sure were Mm, probably not the same because you know boys are different than girls and all in all I had daddy issues I don't know if anyone else out there has ever heard of that phrase Uh, I know I have never I did not coin that phrase I've heard it several times uh, on YouTube and different places like that and on the web but yeah I had daddy issues and, and that kind of like whenever I became an adult well, even in my teenage years, I mean, it was obvious because most of the the guys or whatever that I ever dated or ever got involved with were much older than I am, except this last relationship I've been in, he's younger than me, and I finally, thank goodness, got over that daddy hump, but it was really hard being a young lady, being a young woman, and not having my father and seeing... You know, you would go out here and I would see all these other kids with families and their mom, their dad. And, you know, I mean, of course I would be jealous and envious of that because I was a kid. I mean, what kid would not have been? And I know I'm not the only child that's ever lost a, a father or a parent, you know, or what have you. But, yeah, growing up in my house was, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was good. I mean, for the most part, I had, I had issues in school. You know, when I was 10 years old, uh, you know, I had a, we we actually had a, a house fire and we lost our home. And so things became very difficult then. And I had actually, uh, you know, started my menstrual cycle, you know, started the, the, uh, the changing of the hormones. And so that was really hard because at 10 years old, you're a, you're a kid, you know what I'm saying? And most boys, they don't, they don't do all that stuff until they're in their teenage years, you know. You know, of course, girls develop quicker than boys do, and some girls don't start developing and changing until they're, you know, 13 or better. But me, I was a early bloomer, so at 10 years old, I, I went through all that, 
all that stuff and puberty started kicking in at a young age and that was really difficult you know because you when you're a child like that you don't comprehend all that stuff and you know you don't know where to go and who to talk to and my mother I mean she did the best she could with me I mean I was I wouldn't say I was a difficult child nor would I say I was really a difficult teenager I just whenever I I mean I did become you know kind of a rebel whenever I was a teenager I guess in some sense I kind of did and uh, I wanted to do what Misty wanted to do I was always mischief you know and I, I just basically you know when I turned 17 I met the father of my child well you know, he's not I've never been in her life. I would never say dad, dad of my child. I would say father. Uh, of course, I've called him, you know, a sperm donor before. But, but you know, that's beside the point. He was my abuser. And that's when all of the difficult times really began to happen. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't abused at 17. And that did not happen until after I married him and I turned 18 years old because my mother wouldn't sign for me to get married. She didn't want to be any part of my, my mistakes. You know what I'm saying? She said, you know, if you get married, you'll have to be out of the house and I'm not going to sign. I won't put my signature on a piece of paper saying it, it's okay for you to to get married because I don't want to be the one later on down the road, you know, responsible for whatever happens because you know as a parent she was really skeptical you know he had he had actually been in prison the whole nine months while I was carrying my my daughter and of course we was so I thought I was just so in love and he was sending me pictures and while he was locked up and sending me these love letters and all this different stuff and I was just, you know, as a young girl, and he was 24 years old, you know, and of course my mother was dead against it to begin with, and whenever she found out his age and who he was, I mean, she at first she was going to give him the benefit of the doubt, actually, but when she got to know him, she didn't like his attitude nor the way he acted, and then on top of that, she didn't like the fact that he was that old, and I was as young as I was. And she wanted better for me, you know. She wanted me to grow up and, you know, not do that. I mean, not get into a relationship with an older guy right away. And she, I'm pretty sure she wanted me to go to school and, you know, do a lot better for myself and find somebody and settle down later on in life. But, you know, it is what it is. And that's what happened. And so she dealt with it. And at first, she was angry and hurt about it all, especially when she found out I was pregnant with his child. And uh, she actually pressed charges against him. And then, you know, she was just like, you know, well, nine months from now, we're going to have a baby, and it's it's going to belong to him. So if, if I'm going to have any type of relationship with my daughter and my grandchild, you know, I'm just going to drop the case so and I think that's why she did it that and two she was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and she's always been that type of person she would give people the benefit of the doubt and she did you know but 
I mean, like I said, everything kind of fell into place, and I married him, and then, you know, everything was so great, you know, and life was so wonderful, and I had met the man of my dreams, you know, I, I was married, and had a baby, and thought everything was just so grand, I mean, what else, nothing could go wrong, I, I had my prince, I had, I was going to get my white picket fence, I was going to have a family, you know, I had a husband, and that's what, I mean, that's what every young girl, I think, when they get older, you know, they think, oh, we're going to, I'm going to have my prince, my my white picket fence, going to have the best life ever, and that was my intentions. When I got married, I never thought about divorce. I thought this was it. This was my, you know, I had a kid, and, you know, we were going to have a family, I was going to have more babies, and settle down, and that's not the way it worked, you know. Three months three months into the relationship, after marriage, he started abuse, you know. I mean, it first started, and, and really, I don't really remember if it started mentally first or if the physical started first. I, I don't really, I, I don't know if I've blocked that out or if I just don't remember it because it's been so long ago, but... You know, the effects, the everlasting effects of that abuse, abusive situation is still with me till this day. I mean, sure, I mean, I can sit and talk about what all happened and, you know, all the abuse that he did do to me and perfectly honest about it. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm over it. I have forgiven him, but I'll never forget it. So my experience... I can share with other people and other women and possibly save someone's life, possibly get someone else out of an abusive relationship just by the pure, just by purely sharing my story. And that's what this is all about. You know, I could start with some, you know, stories about, you know, different things that I dealt with as a child or what have you, but. I don't really want to go into nothing like that or in depth about my childhood or what, you know, blah, 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 because, I mean, really, honestly, this all started, and I'm trying to get to that that spot where it did start. The abuse started at age 18, and so that's what this, this is why I am doing this podcast, is to um, raise awareness for domestic violence and help survivors because there's many survivors out here that are dealing and wanting to come out and talk about what happened, their stories, where they're at now, and how they can overcome different situations. And, you know, it would just be fabulous right now if I had just a room full of survivors and we could all be on this podcast talking about our experiences with each other and sharing in on each other's thoughts, each other's opinions, and, you know, that would just be wonderful. I would love that so much, but the reality is, is that it's, I don't really want to say taboo, but I am going to use that word because where I am from, and I don't know if anyone would agree with this, that's from where I'm from, (laughs) Um, not putting Alabama down at all. I've never put my state down, really. But um, there's a there's there's something that's attached to domestic violence that is taboo. 
There are so many people that judge, that set judgment upon women that are survivors, that are in domestic violence relationships right now. And there's so many people that ask the questions why. And there's so many reasons why. And no, there's not one single person in this world or in this state or wherever that really understands it unless you've been through this, unless you have walked in somebody else's shoes that's had to endure it. And, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, it it happens. It happens every day. Abuse happens every day. And it's not just women. It's men. It's children. Children, child abuse is something that I do not even want to talk about because I'll start crying about it. Um, that to me is just unspeakable. In my mind, I can't, I cannot process it because it's, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's very heartbreaking. And, um, if I could save every single child in the world, I would do so and what woman man of domestic violence but this this podcast is really touching on domestic violence and there's stories that I'm going to tell you that may trigger you if you're going through the situations or if you have survived them and I think that most of you know what trigger means so, I, I mean, with that being said, I'm not going to make this a very long series right now. I'm, I'm going to do like two or three more parts in this series. And each episode, I'm going to at least try to do at least four to five series. And if you request something at your request, I mean, at your request for me to speak on, I will speak on it. So, all you've got to do is send me a voice message. I'm pretty sure I can get it, and as of today, I think I'm on a new website. And um, yeah, no, if you if you want to stay and listen, that's awesome. I really, really appreciate you listening to me, and hopefully, I'll get to know more of you as as the time goes on. Maybe I can get messages from you and and hear your voices and. If there's anything that you want me to touch on, any subjects you want me to say or talk about or speak about, I will be glad to do so. And I hope this is from the top because, I mean, I kind of basically told you semi who I am. So, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to make this much longer. So I guess I will talk to you women, guys, whomever. I will talk to you later. I hope everyone has a beautiful week, and stay tuned to the podcast, guys. Bye.